0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us.
1: So the researchers initially found this because they were specifically looking for repositories, which were mimicking legitimate repository names
0: That's Jen Miller Osborne. She's Deputy Director of Threat Intelligence with Palo Alto Networks Unit 42. The research we're discussing today is titled Attackers Crypto-jacking Docker Images to Mine for Monero. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash FedCyber. That's aka.ms slash FedCyber.
1: So for the account in particular that they found, you'll note that it begins with Azure. So, and then um, it had NQL appended to it and then a random string of, num- of numbers. So that was what initially kind of tipped off the researchers that there might be something worth looking at here because it wasn't a legitimate actual image, but it was definitely trying to pretend that it was one. And then when they actually pulled them down and ran them, they realized that they were installing um, coin mining software on the systems that they were installed on. So it was a crypto jacking attack and they were just... Their goal was to trick users into thinking these were legitimate images. So when they downloaded them and ran them, they actually run the way they're supposed to, and nothing happens to let a user know that crypto mining software has been installed, right? It doesn't spike the CPU usage. It doesn't do anything in front of you. So as far as someone who had downloaded it would be concerned, this would seem to work perfectly fine. There's no indication that there's something malicious going on. Hmm. And it looks like they were pretty successful because... We were able to see that the images have been downloaded over two million times, so wow. they they fooled a lot of people well let, let's
0: back up here and go over some of the basics together for folks who might not be up on some of the specifics. Can you describe to us uh, exactly how docker works and and sort of the the backstory of the ecosystem here that these folks inserted themselves into?
1: sure. so Docker is a very popular kind of cloud container service and one of the reasons it's become so popular is because there's this component called docker hub which has a very strong kind of community surrounding it so it's very common for people to host um, other images and repositories to docker hub for people to pull down if they've already created ones for specific use use cases and things like that what attackers are doing is they're taking advantage of that community-based model where people have traditionally been posting things to help other people. Well, now you have attackers inserting themselves into that and they're posting things that appear to be helpful, but in fact are actually installing crypto mining software.
0: So a legitimate use case of this would be, for example, if if I were putting together some sort of... uh, bit of software, I could go to Docker Hub and look for a component that might help me along the way. Something that would have some sort of functionality that would help with the thing that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the bad guys in this particular case, um, what were they trying to disguise uh, their containers as?
1: So they were trying to mimic um, Azure was, was their goal. And what people downloaded actually appeared to be a legitimate installation the only difference the only real change the actors made to this was they added crypto jacking software and they took one extra step when they did that of also having um tor installed along with this so they came up with a rather clever way of hiding the c2 on the back end because one of the typical ways this would be detected would be the communicate the c2 comms back and forth. But because the attackers for this chose to route that back through Tor, that breaks that kind of typical detection pattern that a lot of people tend to have in place for things like this. Hmm.
0: Well, let's walk through it together. So so suppose that uh, I'm someone who uh, was looking for a component like this and one of these caught my eye, and I go ahead and download it. Uh, What happens next?
1: So while you're downloading it and it's installing what appears to be um what you wanted in the background what the program is doing is it's installing tor and it's as well as the coin mining software so you're getting what you wanted but you're getting some malware along with it and unfortunately they also were a little bit more clever in hiding the comms so by installing tor and using that it breaks a lot of detection that you would typically see so now you're relying on there being something on the host itself that could detect the behavior of the coin miner that's not reliant upon in any way being able to see kind of the C2 communication.
0: I see. And the the installation of these extra components, of, of the, the, the Tor components and then also the crypto miner, these would go undetected?
1: Mm-hmm. Depending on um, what sort of protection you're running, if you don't have something as pre- specifically with these running on like an endpoint, it's likely to go undetected. Especially because if you're running things largely only um, at the firewall level, that's can that's what Tor is. They're using Tor for to kind of get around is to get things through a firewall that way to hide it. Because while in some cases organizations do block Tor, and that would break this, uh, in a lot of cases. There's a lot of legitimate uses for Tor, so it's allowed through. But one of the components of that means that there's no visibility into what the actual contents of the traffic are. So it was kind of a it was kind of a sneaky little way that the authors got around that, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, it's also interesting to me that that you mentioned that um, they had a little bit of restraint when it come to when it came to their crypto mining components as well. You know, I think often when we think about crypto mining, you think. You know, you get infected with something, and the first thing that happens is all your your fans start spinning. Yep. You know, at at maximum speed, as as your processors are pegged. Uh, but they were a little more careful than that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, they made sure that that was not going to happen, and that they weren't taking up an excess amount of resources. So they could conceptually, they could just sit there forever, <laughs> and, or until you actually they're actually caught and kicked out. And they'd been successful. Um, one of the wallets that we were able to identify as being associated with this. Had about $36,000 worth of Bitcoin in it. And that's only one of the wallets we were able to figure out how much money was in it. So they're, they're, this potentially has been very lucrative for them. And all they had to do was just create this malicious image, post it to Docker Hub, and basically sit back and profit. <laughs> that, that's about as complicated as this is.
0: Right, well, but but as as you say, I mean the 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 uh, the functionality that people were looking for, that's built into it as well. so these mm-hmm. these are functioning the way that you think they should. You're just not aware that in the background there's this mining's going on.
1: yep, and a lot of in a lot of cases, it's people just kind of they don't really view it as a problem because nothing traditionally malicious is actually happening. you know the, they're they're able to use a computer, none of the resources are spiking. There's nothing being exfiltrated. There's nothing actually being damaged. So it's sort of people tend to not pay as much attention to. But the problem with this is while this isn't doing any damage, it's still something that you didn't know and or didn't want installed. And that just highlights a security hole, because if that's there and this is relatively benign, what else could potentially also get into the system through a similar kind of security hole? Like in this case, you were lucky and it was a coin miner. Next time, you might not be lucky and it could be ransomware. So it's definitely right. something that people should pay attention to.
0: And you all reached out to the folks who run the Docker Hub, and they've been quite responsive.
1: Yep, they're absolutely great to work with. You know, it's, it's, They're in a difficult position as well, so they're super responsive when you bring anything to their attention to take things like this down.
0: So what are ways that folks can detect this sort of thing?
1: Um, it's, re- it's Honestly, it's relatively difficult. You need to have some sort of good threat signatures at a, say, a firewall or a next-generation firewall. And then outside of that, you need to be running something that can look inside um, cloud containers, basically, and check them for malware or malicious behavior. Now, with everyone kind of at home and everything shifting exclusively online, you know, that means that all different types of criminals are also going to shift in that direction, looking for ways to make money. And this is one way where it was relatively simple um, and they were able to make quite a bit of money. Hey
0: everybody, wanna take a few minutes here and talk about our sponsor, Splunk. You know, you need to keep operations humming around the clock, but potential disruptions are everywhere. Splunk helps you predict problems and find and fix issues fast so you can reduce risk and ditch downtime. The world's largest enterprises rely on Splunk's unified security and observability platform to become more efficient, resilient, and innovative. With Splunk, you can react quickly, evolve faster, and be ready for anything. Stay ahead of disruptions. Learn more at splunk.com/resilience. Our thanks to Jen Miller Osborne from Palo Alto Networks Unit 42 for joining us. The research we discussed was titled Attackers Cryptojacking Docker Images to Mine for Monero. We'll have a link in the show notes. The Cyberwire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing Cyberwire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond.